Welcome, welcome, welcome to all of you. And I've been thinking about that word, welcome, this week as we've been preparing for this launch party. It's a word that we all use often. Uh, maybe on Monday, you welcomed people to a barbecue in your backyard on Labor Day. Uh, this week, I know teachers have been welcoming students uh, to new classrooms. A week ago, I was uh, welcomed to the ER, and then I was welcomed into surgery. That was a little bit unexpected. I'm happy to say that I'm feeling good, and I'm going to be fine. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the good care I received, and grateful for all of your prayers. And I am glad to be here, because I missed last Sunday, glad to be here to welcome you to Portland Mennonite Church. You know, often churches call this Sunday homecoming. Uh, many of us have been away through the summer. We went on vacation, or we went to visit families. Maybe you were out at the coast, maybe you are up in the mountains, and now we are coming back to what for many of us is a familiar place, a familiar rhythm, a familiar community. It's a homecoming. And there's a lot to like about thinking of church as home. I mean, for many of us, home has a warm and welcoming feel to it, and church ought to be a place where we feel safe and known and cared for. Church ought to be a place where connections run deep where we share memories, where we share stories, even jokes. You hear the one about the Mennonite minister who walked into a bar? Ouch. See, see, he walked into a bar. That was a favorite of our daughters when they were much younger. I didn't say it was a funny joke. I just said it was a, just said it was a joke, yeah. There's a lot to like about thinking of church as home. But this morning, I want to try a different way of thinking about church, about what we do and what we hope for together. And here's why. <clears throat> this theme of welcome, uh, of being welcomed, of welcoming others, it runs throughout the biblical story. And so in the Hebrew Scriptures, in what we call the Old Testament, the people of ancient Israel are repeatedly reminded of God's welcome, of God's care, and they're repeatedly then called to welcome others, to care for others. So you hear, for example, in, in this reading from Deuteronomy 10. For the Lord your God is the God of gods, the great God, mighty and awesome, who is not partial and takes no bribe, who executes justice for the orphan and the widow, who loves the stranger, providing them food and clothing. You also shall love the stranger, for you are strangers in the land of Egypt. And that theme of welcome then is echoed in the New Testament. In the book of Romans, chapter 15, the writer is very clear. Welcome one another just as Christ has welcomed you. In the Gospels, Jesus welcomes people into the community of God's love, of God's justice, of God's hope. If you read the stories that run through Matthew and Mark and Luke and John, Jesus is friends with surprising people. Jesus ate with people who have been ostracized by their community. Jesus reached out to people who have been left behind, left out. Jesus welcomed people. And you get a sense of the breadth of God's welcome in the short reading today from uh, Luke chapter 14. It's part of a larger section. Jesus often told stories about feasts, about banquets, about dinner parties. And here, what he says is, when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. You'll be blessed because that's what the kingdom of God, that's what the beloved community is like. That's what God intends for all people and for all of creation. Everyone's welcome. Everyone has a place. Everyone has enough. Everyone belongs. We are all welcome. 
And in turn, Jesus calls us to welcome others. Jesus calls us to be good hosts. But there's something else uh, that's significant in this reading today. It comes right in the very first sentence where we're told that Jesus said to the one who had invited him. In this story, Jesus is a guest. In the Gospels, Jesus is often the host. He hosted people at meals. Uh, We know the story of him providing food for thousands of people who somehow never thought to pack lunch for the day. Jesus welcomes people repeatedly to know the forgiveness and the love and the peace of God. In this story, though, Jesus is a guest, and that's often true in the Gospels. A few weeks ago, we read a story of Jesus being a guest at, uh, at a dinner party at the home of Lazarus and Mary and Martha. Uh, if you grew up going to Sunday school, you remember the story of Jesus being a guest in the home of Zacchaeus, the short tax collector he found up in a tree. And now here, uh, at the start of chapter 14, we're told that Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath. Jesus is both host and guest, and it strikes me that both of those are terrifically significant. At the heart of the gospel, Jesus is the host who welcomes us to the community of God's mercy and justice and hope. Before anything else, before our best efforts, uh, before our worst failures, before sometimes we even know what we're thinking or feeling or needing, Jesus welcomes us to trust, to trust that we are loved, that we are known, that we are not alone. So wherever the summer has taken you, uh, whatever the fall might hold for you, Jesus welcomes us to make ourselves at home in God's love. Jesus also reminds us, though, that welcome, that authentic hospitality, authentic relationships, authentic community also requires the vulnerability of being a guest, too, to receive from others, to learn from others, to depend on others, to be changed by others. If we're only ever a host, there's no mutuality. If we're only ever hosts, there's only ever going to be limited relationships. Welcome, in its deepest form, requires the vulnerability to also be guests. And honestly, there's times that's a little bit harder. Because I like being on familiar turf. I like being in control. As my family knows, I like getting my way. But Jesus reminds us that welcome, that hospitality, that community requires us to be guests too. And so that ought to shape the way we think about it here at Portland Mennonite Church. And that's why I want us to rethink this notion of church as home. Because if we think of church as our home, then we're always only going to be hosts. So think about how you host people at your house. If people come to our home, I try to be a good host. But it's our house. There are ways we do things at our house. It's ours, right? So our girls, when they were younger, they used to go to their friends' houses. And they'd come back and they'd say, hey, over there, they get to watch TV right after school. How come we don't get to watch TV right after school? And our answer would always be the same. Different houses, different rules. This is our house, and here's how we do it. Here, there's just a way we do things in our homes, right? That's why when we have people over for a dinner party, 
you know, people want to be polite, they want to be helpful. They say, please, let us wash the dishes. And I try to be polite about it and say, no, we couldn't think of you washing the dishes. Mostly, I just don't want them to wash the dishes. Because once they wash them, they put them away. And then the next, they don't put it in the right spot. And then I go to cook a meal and I can't find the knife I need, I can't find the pot I need. And who knows what they did with the measuring cup. So, my house, our turf, I'm the host. The other thing that we do when we have people over, when we are hosts, is that we, and I can't believe my family's the only one that does this, we hide stuff, right? We hide stuff that we don't want people to see. So if you come to my house right now, there's no way on earth I'm taking you down to the basement. We had some plumbing problems down there, it's fixed, but we had to move a bunch of stuff, and okay, honestly, we just never got around to moving it back, so it's kind of a mess down there. It's a little bit embarrassing. I am not taking you downstairs. I'm pretty sure that your house or your apartment or your condo also has a junk closet. Like, I meant to get the house cleaner before people came. I meant for it to be all in order. It wasn't. That's the closet you throw everything into just before people arrive, shut the door, never open it, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone does that. We also are on our best behavior, aren't we, when we have guests and we're the host, right? So it doesn't matter what happened in that five minutes right before the doorbell rang. The doorbell rings, you open the door, Great to see you. So happy. There might be a little steam still coming out of my ear from a conversation that happened just a couple minutes ago. But we tend to be on our best behavior. And that kind of stuff makes sense, sort of, at your house. It kind of makes sense, sort of, at my house. Doesn't make sense at all at church, though, right? If we think of church as our home, then we're always the host. We're always welcoming people into our space, welcoming on our terms, and there's always going to be that temptation to hide the stuff that we don't want guests to see. But then that never leaves any room, does it, for guests to be anything other than guests? Doesn't leave room for us to be anything other than hosts? Doesn't leave room for mutuality or vulnerability or honesty, for giving and receiving, for learning, for growing? It just doesn't leave much room for the Spirit to bind together an authentic community in the love of God. So, instead of thinking of church as home, this year I'd like to think of church as a group of friends who are renting a guest house together. Maybe it's a beach house, maybe it's a cabin up, at the, up, at, uh, up in the mountains. But when you rent a guest house, somebody owns it, right? Just none of us. Somebody owns it, but it doesn't belong to any of us. And that makes all of us guests. In the same way, none of us own the church. It's not my church, even though I have been the lead pastor for 24 years now. It's not my church any more than it's your church. Somebody owns it. It is Christ's church. It is Christ who welcomes us. And to be sure, that's what makes church distinctive, right? I mean, every community is distinctive. There's something that makes it what it is. We are a Christian community. We're striving to follow Jesus. We believe Jesus. We believe in Jesus. More so, we're an Anabaptist Christian community. There's a certain way we've come to understand how it is that we can faithfully follow the ways of Jesus. And even more than that, we're a Mennonite Anabaptist Christian community. There's a heritage and history. There are commitments that connect and connections that identify us and shape us and guide us, and I'm grateful for all of it. If we're not careful, though, some of those distinctives can also mark off the church as exclusive, as unwelcoming. I'm not just thinking of this congregation, of all churches. There are plenty of people out there 
for whom that's been their experience of church. And, especially, and so especially for people like me, people who've been here a while, people who might have a little bit of a sense of ownership, it's important to remember that this is Christ's church, and we are all guests here. That creates space for all of us to give and to receive, to share, to learn, to be honest, to be wrong, to belong. It creates space so that all of us, everyone who comes here, can be seen and heard and valued, can be their full selves, can make a difference. So Christine Pohl wrote a book once called uh, Making Room. It's about hospitality. And um, she poses some questions in that book to help us reflect on the experience of being guests and to help us recognize what creates welcoming space where everyone can feel like they belong. So for a moment, think about your experience and experience you've had of being a guest somewhere. What made you feel comfortable, valued, safe? Conversely, what communicated to you that you were inconvenient or in the way? And then finally, what is it about certain people, certain places that make us feel renewed and nourished. So I invite you to carry those questions with you through the next week or so. And in those places where you find yourself as a guest, what makes you feel comfortable or valued or safe? What leaves you feeling like you're inconvenient or in the way? And what is it about certain people and places that make us feel renewed and nourished? In the church, we're all guests of Christ who welcomes us all to the community of love and justice that God is creating. Now, the other thing about thinking of church as a group of friends renting a guest house for a year is that everyone has to pitch in. Everyone has to bring something, and everyone has to do something. If you go to a full-service resort, they're going to make breakfast for you. They're going to have a towel for you at the pool. So I'm told, I've actually never been to a full-service resort. But I have rented a guest house with other friends. And in that case, someone had better think about food or no one's going to have breakfast. Somebody better plan the outing. Somebody needs to figure out how we're going to watch the kids. And everyone's got to pitch in to cover the cost. Everyone's got a part to play. Everyone has to be a host at the party. And that's how it is here at Portland Mennonite Church. We need everyone to bring something. We need everyone to do something. And so this morning, we're having this launch party. You've heard about it. You've heard about the donuts. My experience when you get a bunch of donuts and you get free food is we eat a lot. These conventions that we go to every couple years, they'll have ice cream one night. The convention center routinely underestimates the ability of Mennonites to eat ice cream. I hope Pips does not underestimate our ability to eat donuts this morning. So donuts, there's going to be music, and there's going to be a bunch of tables out there. And so it's a great chance for us to learn what's going on in the life and the ministries of Portland Mennonite Church, and a great chance to find your part. Now, I know that some of you have been part of this church for a while. You're already on four different committees. Thank you. Thank you. If you're newer, I hope you'll take time to look around, ask questions, uh, see what piques your interest, and find your part. Because to be a welcoming community this year, uh, means that we all have to be both guests uh, and hosts. So, welcome to Portland Mennonite Church. Amen.